This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Exodus chapter 31. We've made it to Exodus chapter 31, and we have uh, we're still building things for the tabernacle. But we have a very interesting passage here, and I think it has a lot, gives us a lot of insight into how God sees not just our spiritual giftings, which uh, we deal with a lot, but our actual physical gifts, our talents, our skills, the things that we that we do well and how they're to be used in worship. And I want to spend at least a couple of days on this because I think it's important for us to understand that God uses all of us. He uses every aspect of our lives. Or he, he tries to use every aspect of our lives to do his work and to do his will through us. And when we're looking at uh, God's word and when we're seeking out God in our lives, we need to understand that this is a whole offering, and we offer our whole lives, not just not just maybe a, a few times during the week, not maybe not just our spiritual gift, or not just our money, or not just our resources. All of ourselves to Him, and we'll be going to be dealing with that a lot on Sunday morning, also because Malachi deals with that, and God desires all of us, and so that includes our skills, our talents. The things that are not necessarily our spiritual gifts are defined in, in the New Testament. There are several passages that give a list of spiritual gifts. And the best way to figure that out is to not take a spiritual skills test, spiritual gifts test. It is to actually just sit down and consider how God uses you when you're around God's people and how he urges you, how he urges you to to act what you desire to be a part of when you're in God's house and, and dealing with God's people. Now, that's not why you're in rebellion or why you're trying to, to trying to run away from God. I'm talking about when you're really trying to walk with God, when you're really doing all the things that God wants you to do as far as a relationship with him, and then you get around God's people. Remember, spiritual gifts are given to us to build up other people. There are special gifts God's given us to love other people with, and they are very high powerful gifts, and they're multiple. I, I don't want to go through the whole list, but but you have been given at least one and maybe many, and your use of those gifts build up other people in the kingdom. And finding out what they are is a journey that oftentimes we make into some a mechanical thing, but it shouldn't be a mechanical thing. As with everything with Jesus, he's a rabbi, we're his, we're his students, we're his followers, and so you have to walk with him, and you have to walk through life with him so that you can know what your spiritual giftings are 
and how those are directed toward uh, the church. And oftentimes your spiritual giftings may play a role in one ministry when you're younger and then maybe another ministry as you grow older. And then when you when you get to your senior adult years, you may even use that same spiritual gift in whole different ways in churches and in the kingdom as you as you chase after God and as you do God's work and do God's will with your life. And I, I encourage you, I encourage you that you should in every way seek out and figure out what your spiritual gifts are so that you can begin to use them because the power of the Holy Spirit flows through those gifts. Those are special, unique giftings from God. And the power of the Holy Spirit flows through those giftings for you to be uh, a useful, powerful, uh, life-giving member of his body, of, of the body of Christ, which is the church. Now, that being said, many of us have talents and skills. We have giftings that are not of the spiritual nature. They're actually just of the physical nature. And those gifts are important too. Because remember, I said God wants all of us. He wants to use every aspect of who we are to build his kingdom. And the physical world does exist. And the things that God has gifted us to be to be and to do in our lives are very important. In fact, they're significant oftentimes because a lot of times the church can't operate without some of those talents or some of those skills and some of those giftings. And oftentimes people, the first place they want to go when, when we talk about skills and giftings, we always go to music because music is a very important part of the church body and its growth, and it's important. It's an important part of our worship service. And the skill of playing an instrument and the talent of being able to sing are two very important gifts that need to be used in the church. And if you have that, those gifts, you need to be a part of using them. We invite you to come be a part of our worship team. That being said, before we we just throw you up there, we want to see, and especially because we may let you play with the band, but before we make a, make you an essential leader in the worship service, we got to do some things. And uh, you go, well, what things do you have to do? We have to ensure that you are you have the gift of leadership in worship. And those are two different things. There's a lot of people that can sing. I say there's a lot of people that can sing. Okay, but. Are, do you have the gift of leading worship? And people sense that. They know that. And m maybe you have the gift of leading worship, and you you also have the gift of and the talent of playing, and you've played a whole lot in your whole life, and you go, I don't know how to marry those two up. Sometimes that's a little bit, you have to work, at, work on that, because you know, just in life, you have to figure out, okay, how do I relate this to the church and do it in such a way that's honoring to God? You got to go through that. But the main thing is you're leading worship being, because what you're doing is not singing and what you're doing is not playing an instrument. What you're doing is leading worship. And the whole reason you're up there is to get folks out there in the audience, get people out there uh, to, to worship God, it's to lead them to a place to worship God. You don't drive them. You don't force them. You don't tell them to do it. What are you doing? You, you naturally allow the Holy Spirit to lead people using your giftings, your spiritual gift of leadership, but your talents and your skills of singing and playing the instrument to doing the same thing. And what is required? What is important about that? We find that in chapter 31, verse verse 1. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Now notice, he says, See, I have called by name Bezalel, 
easy for me to say, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. Now notice, what did he say about him? I've called him. That means there's a calling on his life. That means he is a part of he is a part of my spiritual family. He's not just somebody that I chose because they're good at something. He has got a he's got a, a definite calling on his life. He's got a definite relationship with me. I have made him a part of my kingdom work. And that's important. We don't just put people put people in leadership positions who are not who we are not sure have a deep abiding walk with God. Here he says, these are these this person has an abiding work with walk with God. Uh, this person has an important call on his name. And that's a great understanding, great idea right here. He said, he said, I've called this person. I can I, I it's obvious to everyone that this person is one who walks with me. And before you take on uh, major leadership roles in the church, you have to, you, we have to make sure that you're someone who's got a clear call on their life and a clear, clear walk with God before we just throw you into the fire. And because a lot of times that can very, it can hurt somebody really bad when they don't really have a good walk with God and they don't have an abiding uh, relationship with Christ. And then they're in this spiritual battle. And by the way, anytime you're involved in leading worship, there's spiritual warfare that goes on and you're in the spiritual battle unequipped and unprepared. And then you get run over and then uh, you feel like you're a failure or you feel like you were misused or mistreated. And there's all kinds of feelings that go along with when that happens. And the truth is, it's not your fault. It's our fault. It's the church's fault because we let you get into a place where you could get hurt. And we didn't protect you and make sure you were somebody who uh, was prepared to do the work and to do the to do the battling along with using your skills and your gifts. And so he says, I filled him with the Spirit of God, meaning it's obvious. You can see he's filled with the Holy Spirit. He, he's he's when he moves and when he does and when he acts, it's obvious he can fit, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Notice he has he's he has he's got wisdom, he's got understanding, he's got knowledge. He's telling you before you put people to work, you got to make work of leadership, not work in the ministry. We're not talking about doing just serving God because everybody ought to show up to church prepared to serve God. We're talking about putting them in a major role where they're going to be involved in spiritual major spiritual things and they're going to be dealing with spiritual issues before we do that we need to make sure they're filled with the spirit of god we need to make sure that make sure they got wisdom and understanding and knowledge and all and then then in all manner of workmanship notice and then we worry about the skill we worry about the the talent the gift that they may have that is a physical gift and once we see that they have they're filled with the spirit and then they have a deep understanding of how god operates or they have an understanding of how god does things then then we put them into using their craft or their workmanship he says to design artistic work work now notice people who have physical gifts, people who have talents and skills, they add a tremendous amount to the body of Christ. Why? Because their artistic work, their work in gold, meaning in the royalty of God, the silver, even in the bronze, which is the which is the the judgment of God, in cutting jewels for settings and carved wood and in work of all manner of workmanship, uh, in all these areas, they add beauty to the work 
of the church. They add beauty to the things that God is doing with his kingdom. And people who have talents and skills that can be used in the church, talents and skills that are not necessarily spiritual in nature, they add an element of beauty that would not be there unless they use those talents and skills for the body. And is it important? Yeah, it really is important. It's important that we have people not only finding their spiritual gifts and using them, but it's important that we have people who who have talents and skills in all kinds of area, craftsmanship, in the arts, in in organizational work, in 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 creating things that announce and and get people involved. Even now, we've added technology and all kinds of things like that. Uh, as you think about it, there's all kinds of talents and skills out there that are not necessarily spiritual gifts that add to the depth and the beauty and the power of God's work going on around us and are necessary or important for us to grow and for us to have God's best. And, and they're not necessarily spiritual. But in order for you to really take on a major role, you have to add the spiritual part of it. And what is the spiritual part of it? They got to be, you got to be filled with the spirit. And oftentimes that is the thing that holds people back. They're just not filled with the spirit. And the reason they're not filled with spirits, not because God didn't fill them, even though, even though he does fill every believer, he does his best. The reason they're not filled is because they have to join him. The filling of the Holy Spirit doesn't come with justification, okay? It starts that way, but the filling of the Holy Spirit comes with sanctification. And that's why Paul says, be you continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And sanctification is the process of God molding and making you into a vessel that holds his power, his goodness, his love. And <clears throat> that that molding and making you makes you able to hold to to be a vessel that is filled with the Holy Spirit. And that salvation process, that that sanctification process where you grow and you become, and listen, that can happen very quickly for believers. It can happen really quickly. I'm not saying that you have to <clears throat> go through three-year process and we got to test and all kinds. That's not how it works. But there has to be a genuine sanctification process that's going on and that one, one that we can clearly see that's at work in your life. And if that sanctification process is going on, we know that the Holy Spirit slowly and powerfully filling you up with his presence and his knowledge and his wisdom and his understanding. And as he fills that up, you're going to be, you're going to be a powerful, powerful tool, a powerful part, a powerful uh, member of his kingdom work wherever you're at. And as we study this, it's important that you see that the church has a, a duty. Church has a duty to offer and to encourage and to instruct and to lead people to use their spiritual gifts and to use their their talents and their skills in the service of God in the church. It's important that we do that in every possible way. It's important that we are continually leading people, helping people, growing people to use their talents, their skills, their spiritual gifts, and who they are to build the kingdom of God in the church. And it's important that we understand that all of this ultimately works for a spiritual purpose. 
And that spiritual purpose is the kingdom of God being built. That's the reason for it happening. So we don't just use skills for skill's sake. We don't use spiritual gifts for spiritual gifts' sake. We don't function in spiritual gifts just because we got them. We function in them as a part of the body, working toward a goal of building the kingdom of God. Very important things that have to happen. And each person that is using their spiritual gift, a talent that they might have, a natural talent that they might have, a skill that they have acquired over years, uh, every person that is using those things to build the kingdom of God is serving God and is serving the body. And we love them, we appreciate them, and we need them. And there are just things that I cannot do, that Pastor Terry can't do, that the leadership of the church just can't do. There's people who are over ministries, many men and women who are leading ministries in our church who can't do all that is required to make that ministry the fullest and the best it can be. And we need more and more people to step in and to use their spiritual gifts, to use their talents, to use their skills to build the kingdom of God. <clears throat> so I hope you've, you've got a lot out of this morning. I hope that you will begin to consider what are my talents that God can use? What are the skills that I've acquired in my life that can be used in the kingdom of God? What are my giftings? What are the gifts that God has given me? The spiritual gifts that God has given me? Where has he placed me? Where has he planted me? What are the things that I can do where I'm at right now? What are the things that I can do where I'm at right now to build the kingdom of God? And then I pray that you will go and do them, that you'll learn how to do them, that you'll learn how to walk in them. And the more that you do, the more that people will recognize them and place you in a position where they can be used to the maximal greatness that God would have them. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.